So that it's a lot of times we work on the solution, not where we're not the motivation. Mm-hmm. We need to solve that motivation first. Like why I, I won't coach you. I'll be like, you're not going to do it. Like I'm literally, you're not going to do it. Like I'm going to give you a solution. I said, you don't want it bad enough. You just don't want it bad enough. Like and that's what it is. No, I want to so do I'm this. I'm curious. How do you get them to want it bad enough? I can't. <laughs> that's not a, <laughs> a it's impossible. They have that, that, a lot of times, Donna, I think it's like this. Um, if the pain is enough, they show up. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to the show today. We have a very special guest that I am just excited for him to share his story. It is just a fascinating, phenomenal story that he's going to be sharing with us today. So let me tell you a little bit about him. And briefly, I'm going to just give you a little summary of his story, but not too much. Um, He's going to really tell us a little bit more. So first of all, I have Ben Ostervelt with me today. So Ben, welcome to our show today. He has, he lived on the streets when he was 14. He survived a suicide at 15 and had spent 365 days in a rehab. So Ben's inner game, absolutely, he says, needed work. So he shifted that. And again, we're going to let him share that story. But let me tell you where he is today. So Ben has coached entrepreneurs and national companies. He previously built a real estate investment company that held 61 properties with investors in four different cities. After getting his real estate license, he built a multi-billion dollar real estate business with an award-winning top national team in just three years. Wow, that's amazing. And he helps business owners get clear about who they really are and what they really want. He helps them make the right changes in their business and life with new goals of building a life they love. He focuses on coaching, speaking, and running personal growth retreats, which I love retreats and I'm sure his is amazing. So Ben loves business but his real obsession is helping people break through of those old patterns that are holding them back in life. The inner game is everything to him, and he is on a mission to find his tribe, one extraordinary person at a time. Ben, thank you for being on our show today, and welcome. 
Yeah, thanks so much, Donna. Just one thing. You said billion dollar company, I think. It's oh, did I say million dollar? Company. I apologize. If I, just, no, no, you it might have been me, but I want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> I don't think a billion dollar company is made in three years. Sometimes my brain sees something else. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's but what hey, we're going to be in a few it years, really good. In a few years, that'll be right. We'll, we'll edit it back go. in. No, <laughs> just, just, a, just a little bit of a a billion dollar error there. So I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to misrepresent represent my, oh, myself. Thank you so much for, for clarifying that. I appreciate it. All right. So welcome to the show, Ben. And um, wow, you have done some great things in your life, but we know you didn't start there, obviously. So can you share with us your story of where you started? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's got a story. And first of all, I think that most people hide it, right? Mm -hmm. Most people hide their story. I work with a lot of uh, very successful people, a lot of real estate agents and things. And we're, we're, we really have this feeling that we need to build a brand and it's very big in business to build a brand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that's a logo or an image. Uh, And so what they do is they take that idea of a logo or an image and they put that over their story. And that's a mistake. They polish their story up. And I just feel like, a, like I'm working with some people right now that have some pretty incredible trauma that's happened in their life. They're highly successful people, but they've never shared it. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that you need to share. Yeah, I, I believe that when we've gone through a lot in our life, I, I don't believe my story is mine. I don't, have a, I don't have an ownership to it. It's something that I, it's happened to me in my life and I've had some really neat lessons. And I feel like it's meant to be given away. And I feel like it's selfish if I don't share it. And so, so just the prerequisite to me sharing the story, I feel it's not mine to keep. It's really important to share uh, where we've been. I think so many people say after working with you, Ben, it's the first time I don't feel alone. Like that's a pretty cool thing to hear. And I think that's because we stay very open. So my, 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 my story is, you know, um, I grew up in a, in a tough, tough family situation I ran away from home when I was 12. I, I lived on the streets for a few years. I was always very um, industrious kid, very independent. Some would say an old soul. I just completely just thought and did whatever I wanted. I knew that if I stayed at my house, I would turn into these people. Uh, and just for the record, I'm, I'm very good friends and with my family now. We've had some amazing reconciliations and growth. But in the meantime, I ended up finding a, some people in my life that accepted and loved me and they were really great drug addict style people and I finally felt like just that quest for feeling loved and valued as a child wasn't there I was always performance driven if I if I if I swept the driveway or shoveled the driveway I would be loved a very basic understanding of I was very conditional and I think everyone everyone you're you were a people pleaser yeah deep deep people pleaser like just desperately looking for approval and and Mm -hmm. avoiding conflict that's what that is Right. And um, yeah, I ended up getting in a lot of trouble uh, in and out of jail. I, I remember a crazy, I took my dad's credit card one time and we fraudulently went to Vegas at 15 years old and all crazy story. We got through the airport, it was full fraud, everything, and ended up getting at Christmas Eve. My, uh, I was, my friend left me, he went back and he goes, stay here, I'll come back. And I was 15 and all of a sudden I was this gangster kind of guy I turned into a little boy sitting there lost in Vegas from, and I'm Canadian. So I was over <laughs> international borders. And I remember going to the MGM Grand and uh, asked and crying like a baby to the manager. So I'm like, I'm, my friend left me here. I'm from Canada. Can I use your phone? And I, it was Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. 
And I was calling every single person I knew to try to figure out how to do it. And I, we located my parents. They were in another city. And at that time, they had pretty much disowned me. I was, I was trouble. And, uh, but I called them. I said, hey, uh, my friend left me in Vegas. My dad didn't know he paid for the whole thing, every single dollar, <laughs> the entire thing. So anyways, there I am. Haven't seen my family in a year. End up going, uh, going to the Sheraton Hotel in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and having Christmas Day there after that so I was uh, one of those kids that were that didn't make it easy on my family but they didn't make it easy on me as a kid so it was kind of like uh, I was I was always a good boy inside just, mm-hmm. just desperate for any kind of attention and love and I had a lot of rage and hatred and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I ended up going through rehab a teen challenge it was 365 days in rehab the place where you'd have to wake up at a certain time shower at a certain time very much like jail on a ranch and, uh, on, a and I, cool. on a ranch yeah it was on a ranch we did work detail fed the pigs we we worked at a store we volunteered our time uh, we had to cook clean uh, take some studies and it's pretty intense and I ended up working there for a bit and uh, that was pretty pretty amazing experience I, I learned I learned who I was a bit more but yeah we got into got into sales after that and just started dominating I, I sold office furniture and uh, deeply, deeply wounded still, deeply uh, unhappy. Every single thing was a conditional acceptance of myself. So if I was not number one, I was nothing. I had this weird, bad, like just broken grading system. I had to always do something to prove that I was worth anything. Just mm-hmm. that sense of not seeing my value. Went, went through that, and, but I sold two and a half million dollars of office furniture. I was like a prodigy in the business. Holy moly. And, and I, I, I found... <laughs> It was, it was, it was, uh, yeah. My, what was interesting is though, the, the subconscious was inter- really interesting because my dad was a top salesman. And so I couldn't figure out how to get him to love me. And even though I hated him, I wanted him to love me. And I, I was, um, I felt like it was a little bit of a F you because I'll beat you at your own game mm-hmm. if you want. And, and my dad did give me attention when I was selling. So it kind of goes through that. And, and during the time I got married and had kids and, and I was just so driven, Donna, just so lost and driven. I, I found a rich dad, poor dad book and uh, found like my kind, which was entrepreneurs. And I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap, this is my thing. I don't think like everyone else. I was terrible at school, dyslexic, ADD. I got the whole gambit of stuff. And I Me found too. my found my peeps, man. These are the entrepreneurs are just people that couldn't fit into the system, I think. Yeah, but I think you're right. You know, I think we just think differently because totally we just do. Yeah, and, and we're and it's fitting into the norm. You have to realize that you're special, not broken. Right. And and so there's I a love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's true, right? It's more than a meme, it's a real truth. And uh but yeah, no, I, I, um, I quit my job. I was making 160 grand a year as a 20, 20 year old. And it just was pretty awesome. And I quit my job. So I'm going to be a real estate investor, like literally like that. And uh, 14 months later, I had 41 properties. I had a bunch of investors and I yeah, started a company called Cashflow Consultants and dominated. I had the market behind me. The winds were at my sale. And uh, we ended up with 61 properties, uh, four different cities. I had staff and I was growing fast and great at sales is a really interesting blessing and a curse because you can convince people and it's exciting. And I was an honest heart, but also understood sales and human connection and had a, and so, and people were in a frenzy during the 2000, you know, five, six, seven, eight, it was booming. Like you could have an outhouse on the side of the street and make money by flipping it. Like it was, it was almost too easy. 
-hmm. And I didn't have business experience, but I had, I was doing great. And then the crash hit and I went through a very dark place, not have no clue how to navigate something like that. You know, millions of dollars of real estate, millions of dollars of people's money going through that process was just unbelievably hard. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up, yeah, yeah when, and the investments weren't happening. So I was literally right in the heart of the crash. And so long story short, I sold off everything but nine properties, gave away some properties, liquidated, wow. sold some, navigated that whole thing. A lot of tears, a lot of anger, trying to figure it out. Felt just when your self-worth is tied to what you do, that really hits you hard. So went through a, went through a whole process of hiring a coach and Philip McKernan was my coach and mentor. He's, he taught me what it was like to uh, challenge me. And I think this is something that I do as a coach and, and uh, say something that really helped me break through to the next level was to challenge me. And I think a lot of times I, I get a lot of clients come to me and say, I want a new coach. I was like, okay, what's the problem with your old coach? Oh, he's too nice. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like I'll risk the relationship over everything. Like if you lose, if I lose you as a client, I will. I think a lot of times the, the coach is trying to maintain their income a lot of times. So they don't want to piss someone off. And sometimes they need to be pissed off. You need to call them out on their bullshit and it has to be conviction. And I, that, that was what my coach did to me. Uh, it was, uh, I remember, I remember that. And so, but that's been a huge one. So I'm trying to go through my story fast here, Donna, for you. No, and, you're uh, good. Okay. I, it's so funny yeah. when you talk about sometimes you have to be, you have to be hard. And I, I had a client not too long ago. I had to say, the same thing it's like uh, you know yeah. you you keep giving me this excuse it's time to like we yeah it's time for me to really buckle down and be hard yeah. and and you know me. it's not easy sometimes because you want to you want to be just oh yeah and kind of you know disguise them but boy sometimes you do have to and yeah. so well if you look at simon cow off americans got talent oh yeah he's the most popular judge in the world and he's an asshole so yeah. why because yeah. you know why? Because we're so effing sick of flattery. We're sick of the fluff. Just give it to me. Like I, they just give me what you see. Give me your truth. And, and I just feel like even if they say, no, that's too hard. It isn't. And because if the heart is through empathy and you're being tough through empathy, not tough because you're just tough, but I think right. there's a, there's a truth that comes. There like, is a truth. that comes. There's, It's just you, truth. And you can you trust me. Simon. You know, what does he do? He pulls out what he really wants from somebody and he can't get that if he's just nice. Yeah, we have our, we have our stories. We tell ourselves, I remember sitting in a room one time with my mentor and, and I'm, I'm, I was very good at controlling a room because understanding sales, but also understanding how to create this almost like it's possible to help me. Like if you ever have someone that's impossible to help, it's, it's, it's self-created. And I remember I'm like, I was there, it was a hot seat. It was a super high-end mastermind group. And I'm like, yeah, you can help me. I'm in a bit of a bind. I need some help. And they went around the entire room. And in the way that I had done it, they'd offer me help, but I wouldn't listen. It was like a weird thing. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand my situation. You're not seeing it that way. And I would do this all the way through at the end, at the end, um, I, I don't know if we're allowed to swear, but I won't, I, my, my mentor said, I, I, I would prefer I not just then I won't. because, so, yeah. No, I won't. And, then, and so what he said, though, is I said, no, I'm open. I'm looking for help. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're the most closed effing guy I know. Mm. And he was just at the point where he's like, Ben's not getting it. And it's like, it was what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And I sat and he goes, we're done. You've now wasted 45 minutes of our time. You're the closed. And when you're ready to open up, we're here for you. Now let's get the next person, please. 
And it was wow. the most amazing moment. That was a transformational moment for me because I was tough. Mm-hmm. I had lived on the streets. I don't trust a soul. What the hell am I going to listen to you for? I know what's going on. Last time I gave away control, I got hurt. You know, like there's just that whole deep woundedness. And so I think that's what's missing massively is that someone that can cut through, someone that can cut through. And that was, uh, that was a big deal. So that process led me to, um, uh, you know, changing my business to coaching. And I, and I started doing sales and marketing coaching. But what I realized is as I was doing business and sales marketing coaching, I was really good at it. And I would help people grow their businesses. But what we were running into was the business owner. And the business owner was the problem. It wasn't the business. So I came up with this idea. I'm thinking, if you built a really, really fast race car, like an indie car, like the fastest race car, best tires, best engine. So, and that represents your business. So you've got like the best engine, which would be the best marketing machine, the best tires. You could use analogies and build the entire car on business. And, and the thing is though, do you know what's missing? Who's going to drive it? And I realized I was building businesses. I was building machines that would have the potential of winning races, of becoming a million dollar company, no problem. But the driver was the problem. So then I started thinking about it. I'm like, what if I just grow humans? Because I was thinking about it. There's a hundred different race cars out there, but there's only a handful of good drivers. And I was like, yeah, because if, if, if Elon Musk took over my company, it wouldn't even matter that it was nothing to do with what he was. He'd probably turn it into a hundred million dollar company within a year. And I was like, okay, this is the thing. This is mindset, inner beliefs. These are the patterns. And I realized I started really focusing my coaching on challenging people to really be who they are designed to be, to get out of their own way. We start talking about victim. We start about people pleasing. We talk about controlling aspects. We're talking about uh, talking about uh, the relationship with their emotions, their fears, and their energy leaks. They're like all this thinking. Who do they put in their life? We started working on the human. Mm -hmm. What we saw was instead of incremental growth with strategies and and structures and marketing what we found was 10x and it was 10x if not 30x and it would last forever because once you've changed the mindset of the business owner and one of the mindsets we really attack is the hustler mindset needs to be a business owner mindset so very simple right like the guy goes i can do it all myself that mentality will just keep you trapped forever if you and, and if you can't outsource stuff and when I say outsource, it triggers everyone's stuff, their inner game. That means you're a controller, you're a perfectionist, you don't know how to lead people. So my favorite thing is teaching people how to hire because then I can unlock that the driver needs to grow because you'll limit yourself. So this is kind of the thinking. This got evolved because I've been working on all my crap for so long. I wasn't worried about anyone else's. I just wanted to be a normal person. And through the human obsession, obsession of understanding the human beings, uh, understanding growth and, and working through my own stuff, I really felt like, oh, wow, I, I know this stuff. And one day I kind of went, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I can help people unlock just because I was so broken for so long. Yeah, you've been there. You know how it feels. You know what they're dealing with. You understand really do. at a really deep level. Yeah, so you can yeah. help them. You know, that's what makes you the expert because you've been through it and you've overcome it. So and- overcoming it is probably not right. the reason why and i just just to keep it real i think what we have is we people like me jumping on podcasts telling their stories talking millions now i'm a transformational genius and oh my goodness i'm saving (laughs) lives 
you know what? If you saw me behind the scenes, I'm yelling at my kids sometimes. I, I lose my cool sometimes. I feel like I still got my shadows. The day I got free is when I started accepting who I was, mm-hmm. the way I am. That was the day that I realized I'm enlightened when I accept myself for who I am today. That was the biggest thing. I've been trying to fix myself for so long. And as if you, and as you know, Donna, being in the transformational work, you understand the more deeper you get into really understanding who you are, the more broken you are. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird side effect. I'm like, I'm not, every time I look within, I'm, I'm more effed up. And it's like, I, that's when I realized this is another, it just hit me. It's a never ending journey. You can't become enlightened. Enlightenment is going, you know what? Yeah, I do struggle sometimes, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And being okay with not perfect, because that's, that's the game. Like, yeah, I sure, think- you, you might feel depressed someday. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed. Yeah, sometimes I don't do what I should. Sometimes I eat that extra piece of cake when no one's looking. Yeah, and then I, <laughs> or, or, you know, and then, and then yeah. go for dinner and still have dessert. Like, yeah. like there's just, I'm, I'm effing human. And that was the biggest breakthrough. And it's like, when I help people, I start, they're like, I got to get rid of my fear. I'm like, no, you don't. You got to learn how to you dance. You have to face it. You have to you face just, it. It's, it's, but yeah, it's a you know, thing. it's, it's always, sometimes it does come back up and you do, you know, or a new one comes up and then you have to face that new one. So yeah, it's just pushing through those things. And I think the biggest thing, what you said is, is thinking that your life has to be perfect what is perfect? Like there is no perfect, you know, like not, not on this earth anyway, you know, we all have issues. We all have stuff. And, and if we could just deal with that and realize that we're just unique and whatever that is, and really find that what you were just talking about too, is that special thing about who they are. I mean, you found out you have some special, unique things about yourself that were really powerful, that could really help people. And so I think that's the biggest thing is people think that they have to be like this person or that person. It's like, no, let's be who we are. Yeah. Let's be uniquely who we are. And if, but when we say that, if someone really thinks about it, the reaction we get is I'm not enough though. Mm. That's not enough. I, I don't like that. No, 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 no. I don't want to. And so that's, we have this inner relationship with ourselves. That's not even a conversation. It's not even a conversation. It's like, like legit. That's like, they just don't like part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they live with self-hatred and then they want everyone else to like them and they don't like themselves and they wonder why they're misunderstood. At the end of the day, if you don't like you, why would anyone else like you? Yeah. No, like it's not fair. Yeah. Like uh, you're a fake and oh, you're fake. Yeah, you are a fake. You bet you are. And you need to eat that. Because you're, if you hate yourself and you want me to like you, you're a fake. You're telling me that you're a great person and you beat yourself up every single day, all day, every day. You're bullying yourself. Screw mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That person, I don't like bullies. So wow. why would I like you? I think we need to stop this. I'm really serious. I don't like bullies at all. I was bullied. When uh, I see someone bully themselves, I want to kick their butts. Yeah, you know, you know, that's the part we like don't you? talk about. We talk about the bullies that actually bully exactly. other people, but we don't talk about the yeah. bullies inside of us that bully ourselves and make ourselves coach. down, you know, feel bad and, 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 you know, I've been there. Yeah. I know, believe me, yeah. you know, many, sure, many, and, and I still have moments, For you sure. know, it happens, sure. but 
you know, it's being able to, what I call it's that circle of life. You know, you like, you know, it's like going through life and life is good and it's perfect. And then boy, you get down here and it's like, dang, this sucks. It's just yeah. being able to get back up. Well, if we can understand the sucks is good. good. No, the yeah. sucks is good. Well, like, are you kidding me? How do you, meaning, how do you think? You don't like, like okay. it in the moment, but it is good. And you're right. It's, That's it's where you learn growth. your biggest lessons. You show me growth that doesn't have pain. Yeah. Where's exactly. growth that doesn't have pain? What about exactly. what about a freaking caterpillar? No one talks. Everyone loves romanticizing things. We're so good at it, right? What about a caterpillar turning into a butterfly? Really great analogy. Oh my goodness, so good. Does anyone talk about what that caterpillar goes through inside that cocoon? Mm. I imagine what would that be like for you to grow wings out of your skin of your back and have these like a full transformation. We talk about transformation like it's like this beautiful spiritual experience. You kidding me? We don't talk about the pain that is part of it. And that's why we actually run from pain, which is running from the transformation. Absolutely. So, so true. That's a great analogy. And yeah, we don't talk about that pain. You're right. And we run from it. I'm like, what are you talking about? We go to the doctor and the doctor goes, this is going to hurt. We say, okay. <laughs> like it literally is part of the healing process. If you broke your leg, and you didn't deal with it, which is what emotional undealt with stuff is. You break your leg and you ignore it. And guess what? I can walk with a limp. No problem, right? No problem. I can do it. It heals up. It kind of hurts when it's winter and different things, weird things happen with my body, but I can do it. But one day you're not happy with who you are. And one day you want to climb. You want to run. You want to you you be a rowing person. You want to do something more with your life. But, oh, yeah, I guess I can't. I should have dealt with that. I'm ready to go to the doctor. So you go to the doctor. You walk in there. Go, I got this leg. I think I broke it. And I just left it. I should have dealt with it. He goes, yeah, no problem. I can fix that for you. But we're going to have to re-break that leg. Mm. We're going to have to reset it. So you have to embrace the pain to get to the healing. Mm -hmm. That's why you deal with it. Quickly. So you either deal with it sooner or you later. Embrace the but pain. But you're gonna have to deal with it eventually yeah, the if pain you want to get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just that so if you have to, you have to want something more than the pain, though. That's the mm -hmm. hack. Mm -hmm. So when I'm coaching someone, I don't go after fixing anything. I find their motivation first, because mm -hmm. if I'm gonna help them, how many people will you start with and they don't finish? The motivation is not enough. Like if I'm 30 pounds overweight and and I needed to lose weight. I would Google it. I would do all these things. I would try to join a fitness club. I would go to the gym. I would be part of a group. I'd, Donna, let's be accountability partners. I just can't do it. <laughs> and it's just the same. Oh, there's a pill. That didn't work. Oh, we'll yeah, try let's keto. try that. We'll try the LA fitness one and oh, whatever. And then do you know what's funny? Watch this. I go to the doctor. Here's another way to get lose 30 pounds real fast. Doctor says, hey, Ben, uh, you're about to get diabetes. Mm. Within probably a month, I'm down 30 pounds. So that it's a lot of times we work on the solution, not where we're not the motivation. Mm -hmm. We need to solve that motivation first. Like why I, I won't coach you. I'll be like, you're not going to do it. Like I'm literally, you're not going to do it. Like I'm going to give you a solution. I said, you don't want it bad enough. You just don't want it bad enough. Like and that's what it is. No, I want to so do I'm this. I'm curious. How do you get them to want it bad enough? I can't. <laughs> That's not a, a it's impossible. They have that, that a lot of times, Donna, I think it's like this. Um, if the pain is enough, they show up. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you're divorcing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your real shit now. Mm -hmm. But the thing is we have two choices. When the pain shows up, we change. But or or we can be 
enlightened creatures where we really, really aggressively look at our lives, honestly. And that's what, that's where I come in going. That's where the honest look at who you are. So this is what happens, the motivation, like, for example, like losing weight. Well, you don't want to wait till you have diabetes. So book a Bordeaux photo class, Ooh. right? All yeah. of a sudden I got to do some, some, some undies, get in my little undies and take some pictures. Guess what? <laughs> I'm going to see, see what I mean? So we can make decisions. Yeah. We don't solve yeah. how we solve why we solve the motivation first. So if I was to go, you know, if I had to join, like do something that's going to put you into your own accountability. So I know that for me to go to the gym, I hate going to the gym, but if I did have to do some kind of photo shoot with my shirt off in like uh, in, even shorts, I'm probably going to go drop and trim up a bit. I'll probably hit the, I'll try to do pushups. You, there's just, it's just, <laughs> I, people are going to So funny look. you talk about that because my daughter just had a wedding in Mexico and I was like, okay, we're going there to Mexico. See? See? I'm getting, I mean, I, I want, I want to, the bikini I'm not bod, like way, right? I wasn't way out of shape, but I <laughs> really old. wanted to be in good shape. So I hired a personal trainer There you go. and guess what? I made my goal and I did what I, what I planned on doing And it was yeah. so awesome, but I, I love that you're bringing this out because I, I really want to dive into this just a little sure. bit more because um, when you have someone that is stuck let's say and you're trying to get them motivated but you're saying the motivation has to come from something they absolutely want and are willing to work for yeah and if they're not so how do you get them okay so i I do an i do an entire section i have a i I do something with real estate agents called the real estate reboot camp it's six Mm -hmm. months half of it is mindset inner growth, emotional intelligence. The other side of it is business systems. Mm-hmm. When most trainers are focused on how to find a client, I'm like, that's easy. It's mm-hmm. everything else around that. Once you have a client, like how do you keep them for 20 years? How do you have right. systems so you can actually have a ski trip and have your business run? Like it's mm-hmm. just, that stuff's really, that's the easy fun stuff when it comes to business. But one of the, one of the very first sessions we do, which I'm doing literally tomorrow is called setting your compass. So what mm-hmm. we do is this. So first of all, okay. I say, what are your financial goals? You can totally take this. It's really easy. So, and people can listen and can do this exercise. <clears throat> um, the coaching part of it is more of the examination of it and the challenge of it, but mm-hmm. you can get at least somewhere with this. So if I say like, let's just take a person, I get this all the time. So if I say, Hey, Mr. Real estate agent, how much money do you want to make? Give me your financial goals. Okay. Which we love doing that. Oh, especially right now we're filming this. It's December. It's goal setting time. Oh, yeah. Time. This it's is like the time every, of year. Everybody's oh, making every, goals. Yeah. Every free download is, what are you doing for 2022? Get your free <laughs> download. But so here's the thing, though. Let's do, so what I do is I, first question, how do you, what, what do you want? So most people have bigger financial goals. And now this is really interesting. So they'll say, I want to make a half million dollars a year. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. I can definitely get you there. No problem there. I've got systems. I can do it. I've done it lots of times. Now that's great. Great. We've got a half million dollars on the table. Next question. Now that this is take a minute and imagine that you have the half a million dollars a year coming in. We made it. Let's skip to that part. Describe your day, not your dream, your day. When you wake up in the morning, what happens? Here's what it is. This is the hilarious part. 95% of, of everyone I work with says the same thing. Watch this. I'd like to just kind of wake up in the morning you know, I'd love to have a tea or a coffee and sit on my patio. Then I'd probably like to just go to the gym. I'd like to maybe do a deal here and there. 
like do some business, but then, and it, I'm like, okay. So they described this life and I go, that's really interesting because why do you need 500,000 for that? I don't understand. And so what happens is if we can describe, if we get really clear on the, the life you want mm -hmm. versus the financial goal, it's always misaligned. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is this is what's happening. I want this. I want the sense or feeling of security, not security. They're trying to use money to get the sense or feeling the emotion mm. of security. But what if you're an insecure person? You think that's going to help? It isn't. I've done it. It didn't help. And so the other thing they're trying to get rid of, Donna, is worry. It's really interesting. They're not actually solving the right problem. They want worry and security solved by money. Uh, just recently, I had a lady, she's in my program. She says, I want $10 million or I want a net worth of 10 million. I'm like, what the frick do you need $10 million? <laughs> Sorry. He goes, well, I just want the, I just want to have financial security. Like so financial security could be living in a bus and yeah. making $10 an hour. It, the, so financial security. So she wanted the thinking that 10 million would solve these problems of worry mm -hmm. and feeling insecure about providing as a mom. They're bigger. And so we don't look at the emotional stuff. So I call them out on this course. And I'm like, look, guys, you have an emotional issue. You need to find out how we can feel secure so you don't spend your whole freaking life chasing some stupid goal that is not yours. And it's going to destroy the very thing you like, which is your family, which is your mm -hmm. mindset, your mental health, because you chasing half a million to a million is no joke. It is no joke. There's not many people on the planet. It's $400,000 is 1% of the planet. We lose track because of freaking Instagram and all this, like guys like me made a million and all this stuff. That's not real. Like, it's just not real. What's real is maybe a two or 300 grand is probably a half decent living for most people. Like that's a good living. 400 grand and higher is, is, is 1%. Like we right. lose concept and you don't need that much. That's the right. craziest thing. What are you going to do with a million dollars a year? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, I'll, don't they do? Buy a rental. Because <laughs> they don't know what to do with their money. They buy rentals. And know what they do that for? Because they got the money. It didn't give them security. Now we need long-term equity to build a legacy. They're still trying to solve the emotional gap. Right. Why don't we just go after that? Why don't we start doing right, right. It's like play accordion, go singing, take karate, go drawing, go to the place you want to go. So here's, here's the thing, Donna, the... So that's great and everything, but now let's get into like, how do we actually create transformation? Here's how you start living it today. Now, the problem is they delay the living, which I did, which almost got me divorced. It's a whole nother story, which I stopped everything to work on my relationship. And today we're in really great shape. The thing is though, this is why I'm so passionate about this is because here's the thing, live today is the message. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is let's say a, a guy, I coach, he goes, I want to live six months of the year was his dream. Six months of the year This, by the way, these aren't your dreams. I'm, there's someone else's. They're always someone else's some movie or something. Cause they're like six months of the year. I want to live in another place where it's warm. And it sounds really romantic. So I said, have you ever gone away for a week? Nope. Okay. So <laughs> we ran, we ran a retreat. He came on the retreat and he stayed an extra week. Okay. So two weeks he was away. That's it comes back, we do a coaching session. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I want to go away for six months. Huh? He lived <laughs> for years chasing someone else's goal and he would have got wow. it and been just, so test your goals, live, do so your goal at 1%.
So if you want to be a speaker, you have this dream of being a speaker, go freaking volunteer and find a speaker. Go speak at an old folks home. Do something where you move toward that goal to test it. To Don't see wait if till you're what 60, you really want to do. Waste your yeah. whole life chasing someone else's goal. Craziness. Live yeah, you know, it is crazy. And I remember sitting down and uh, I was writing out my perfect day. And I look back and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of living my perfect right. day. That's right now. <laughs> like what, right, right now. Yeah. And that was really like satisfying to me to know yeah. that, you know, because before I was in a job that I was running here, I was running there, I was doing lots of stuff. But now I have this space to where I can take care of me and, and just have that love morning it. time and all those things that I love. And you probably didn't need $20 million to have that. Oh, no, that. that's I what, know. That's the yeah. disconnect, right? But so, I'm doing what I love. And, and yeah, right it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So it is pretty cool when you can do that. So I recommend that, that whoever's listening to this absolutely do your perfect day because, and then live it. Just like he said, because but start, start with the imperfect day after you write the perfect day. Yeah, so we'll do yeah. the perfect day. <laughs> the next step is to live the imperfect day. And that's yeah. going to mess with them. I'm just making this up as we go. But if you start your morning, have a tea, you force yourself to have seven minutes alone, then go on your rat race. But at least you've lived 1% of that perfect mm -hmm. day today. Mm -hmm. Like just 1%. We don't even start. My whole philosophy is one degree, one degree, one degree, one degree. Mm, I I'm, like that. I'm coaching a, I'm coaching a high end executive and his wife on their marriage right now. It's just a private coaching client. I'm working with them. And uh, that's what we're like. They're at a very tough situation and we're, we're working on uh, their, their inner game and their relationship. And their whole thing is that they like where they are and where they want to be is so far away, so far away. It's gone for years of just kind of battling. And uh, the one degree is helping so much in their marriage because I'm like, get one degree today. And so I say, I don't care. 99% sucked. What's the one degree? And all of a sudden their mindset's shifting. They're getting wins every day. See, we don't know how to win. So remember, I used to be a guy that only won if I hit hundred. Yeah. That's why the one degree is so important to me because I move faster, more fulfilled, and I get way more done. I'm always in a good place because I know that I can get a one degree today. Yeah. We focus on that one degree. I love that. Yeah, all of us can do one degree, right? See? All of a sudden, you just had hope. You've seen, you've seen a different mindset come on. It's, it's just shifts you completely. Love it. I love this. This is, this has been a beautiful talk. I love talking to somebody that really is passionate about what they do, and I can tell you're very passionate about that. For sure. So thank you, Ben, so much for being on the show today and sharing this amazing message. So if somebody were to want to work with you, where would they find you? So benostervelle.com is my hub. Okay. Um, I have, uh, if you're a real estate agent, I have, honestly, it's the best training there is hands down for business and personal growth. There is no, there's nothing else out there for real estate agents. That's called the real estate reboot camp. And then the other thing I, two other things is I, my retreats, anybody can come on them. I do them one or two times a year privately, just like maybe 10 or 15 people. We take people away for four days. And we shift your energy first by having fun. And then we go into real deep dives into what you are, who you are, what you want. And we spend like group counseling, but it's really fun and it's really deep. And we, I can't explain the transformation that we're, we're seeing life transformations. When a father, son show up there together 
we saw business partners come. We've seen just, you know, people come and they're, they get a deep dive into who they really are. And we pull back the layers, but we use adventure. We've done sturgeon fishing. We've done silent hikes. We've done using, using, I can't create that level of influence to impact people without creating adventure. What adventure does is psychologically leaves your day-to-day mundane life. It's almost like if me and you had a little bitterness toward each other, what happens if me and you went sturgeon fishing for the day? At the end of that, let's talk about our relationship. It'd be so easy. It's actually raising the energy vibration so you can actually let go of things. So it really loosens them up. So I use adventure. I use beautiful places on the planet. And then we use really insightful conversations. And that's the retreats that we run. And I also have a mastermind group, which is more of a higher ticket. I spent 12 months working with you. And we, those come with two private retreats just with our crew. That's the business from nice, within. Nice. That's kind of my world. Where's your next retreat? I have one booked uh, for October, 2022. It's off grid, but kind of luxury off grid. There's 15 spots and it's, uh, it's an old healing lodge, an Indian healing lodge that a guy bought and turned into an Airbnb. It's got little cabins. Oh my goodness, you would love it. And so it's already starting to get sold. And uh, so that's in Ontario in Canada. And so where are you at, Donna? I'm in Washington state, so okay. I'm not too far not from too Canada. Far. Not too far. <laughs> so, so that's all on my website and we're, I'll probably be running some more. I just got a lot of cooking right now. But I want to do two open retreats a year, one in Vancouver every time. I'm on the North Shore in the Vancouver's. You got ocean, mountains, and just yeah, absolutely beautiful. gorgeous locations here. So lots of adventure stuff. So that sounds wonderful. Now I know you also have a freebie. Is it uh, I don't think I do. Is they, it about the retreat? Oh, it is you know what? I don't have a freebie to be honest. It's I, not like a freebie. free download okay. or that's all so I know that's typical good marketing, right? Like I'll get them to give the freebie, I'll get their email. Ah. I think. At the end of the day, I think, honestly, if this is really hitting home, check me out on Instagram, Facebook, reach out to me. I am no joke looking for my tribe. The rest of my life, I am looking for my people. I'm good with everyone who doesn't like me. But if you are my people, let's let's connect. Whether And I really believe in that. I believe in that. I'm a real good marketing guy. I don't need to market. My people find me. And then we become really connected. And I'm I've, like, Donna, you said something really cool. Where you're like, I, I've, you realized that you had already got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And so my, my way of saying that is I've already won the game. I got really big ambitions and dreams, but I won the game already. So I don't need thousands more people. What's wrong with inspiring one person? What's wrong? I've already won the game. Nobody people's lives have changed. What is your enough? And so I've already got it. I've already got it. And so now it's all bonus. So uh, no, no, no lead, lead magnet. No, no, nothing. Just like literally people can reach out to me. And I really believe in organic that way. I like that. Well, awesome, Ben. Thank you again for being on our show today. I know that our listeners are going to really enjoy this uh, episode today. So thank you. And I uh, I hopefully we'll have you back sometime. Sure. Anytime. All right. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.